I love the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't think that should come as a surprise to anybody who listens to the show, but mm, I love it. And this most recent season, they had a very interesting LGBTQ storyline that went through it that I'm not going to talk about too much until the show actually starts because there's some spoilers. What was interesting is the ramifications for the character and for the concept of allyship, which is something that we don't get a lot of media about because usually our stories are about how the LGBT character makes the life of the straight character better. So let's talk about allyship on this episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. And today we're going to get into it. And today's going to be a kind of a spoiler-heavy episode, and hopefully you're caught up because mm, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is probably my favorite show right now. I've watched it over and over and over again. I just, I can't stop. I can't stop. And I don't, I don't really know why, because Shows like this usually aren't what registers with me, but there's something magical about this show that just spirits me away, and I love it ever so much. But before we talk about allyship, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. Wow, that sounds like I'm being pressuring there, doesn't it? If you don't know, the, the ratings that you all give influence the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. And the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. Which is why I do the podcast in the first place. So, be a good ally and give us a rating. And if you feel ever so bold, give us a review, because that helps even more. Alrighty, I feel like I've milked this topic for all that it's worth. Okay, let's just get into it. First of all, this episode will have spoilers for the most recent season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I believe is season, is it two or three? Three. I get confused because the seasons are shorter than I want them to be, but oh, they're so good. Alrighty, so if you haven't seen season three of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and you don't want any spoilers because this does really play out throughout the course of the season and has major effects for everything, then go watch it real quick and then come back and let's talk about it because it's rare that we see a story from this point of view. And I'm hoping that in season four, they realize what's going on and keep going in this way. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So spoilers are incoming in five, four, three, two, one, and now. Alrighty, so over the course of the series, Maisel has gone on tour with Shy Baldwin. And I have to say, the moment I saw Shy Baldwin, I just thought to myself, mm, honey, because there was something about him that was just a little too fabulous in the way that he was played and the way that he did what he did, the 
gender-neutral language in his love songs, it just made me wonder. Also, the fact that they had made a Liberace reference earlier in the series, you know, and closeted musician from the time, kind of made me feel like that's where they were going to be going with Scheibold. And then they did. And for the most part, I really enjoyed how the storyline played out. I'm concerned about season four, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So essentially, over the course of the season, Midge learns that Shy is gay. And she learns this in the worst possible way, and that's after he gets roughed up by somebody who he may or may not have had a tryst with, but had thought, at least thought he was going to have a tryst with. And this leads to a lot of drama, because he has to recover so that he can do the tour, and they can't tell anybody why he needs to recover, so they come up with the story that he's just exhausted. And that's why the show's put on hiatus, and everything. And one of the things that's really interesting about how this is played out is the show does have a few, let's say, anachronistic qualities to it, which you expect from any show that's made now about a previous time period. But one of the more interesting ones, and I don't know how anachronistic this would be for somebody who lives in New York and somebody from the type, well, the type of person that Midge is, but she doesn't judge Shy. And I think that's because she has, she in her own personal life is coming from a place where everybody is on her because she's not being a stereotypical 50s woman. And hey, it's the 60s, man. So I think her, her relationship with Joel and all of the craziness that that's brought about in her life has opened her eyes to the possibility that the standard roles that have been handed down might need some questioning. And we see her throughout the series questioning them more and more and more. So, it's, it's fascinating to me the way she reacts. She has what you might expect to be the stereotypical straight person realizing, oh, you're in the closet of, oh, 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 you know, the three O's. I mean, this is so cliche, but it works because you see the mind working. Oh, 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 that's who you are. That's what you are. But Midge being Midge doesn't judge him. And this is great. This is wonderful. This is Exactly what we expect from Midge, who is one of the most accepting, welcoming, and wonderful characters that I've seen in a very long time. But she doesn't understand the rules. And this is really important. And I think it comes partially out of Midge's character in that she's leaving that sheltered housewife bubble that she had lived in while she was married to Joel and is becoming a more worldly person, but she still doesn't understand how the world itself works. And so you can see that she understands that she has to keep Shy's secret secret, but she doesn't understand the rules. She doesn't understand the jeopardy 
that Shai is in, as far as his his career, his future, and given that this is the '60s, man, this his life, his life itself, could be in jeopardy if people find out that he is gay. So, what happens? Midge is asked to open for him at the Apollo. And this was such a wonderful scene, and I really want to know, for any of our heterosexual listeners out there, if you, when you watch this, did you see it when it happened? Because I know my husband and I, sitting there watching it, as soon as she made the Dorothy reference, that he, all he has to do is click his heels together three times and he's home, I gasped. I was shocked that she said it. And I was saw the audience laugh, and I had a moment of, maybe this is okay. I fell for the bait, because even Midge thought it was okay. Because the audience reacted well. There wasn't a gasp. There wasn't an instant reaction to the fact that she, I think, accidentally referred to him as a friend of Dorothy. I don't, I don't even know if Midge understands what that means. I mean, we can kind of see from the last episode that she might. Susie definitely understood it, but I'm not sure if it fully dawned on Midge until the ramifications hit that she wasn't a good ally. It's dangerous for the secret to be out. She has to keep the secret. She failed to keep the secret. And thus, she's out. That moment at the end of the season is where I get a little bit troubled about how they're going to handle this next season, because if she starts blaming Shy for things... One, I think that's out of character for Midge, who doesn't blame her problems on other people. And two, that would take the storyline into a very dark place that I hope the show doesn't go, because it has a very light tone. But more than anything, this season plays with the idea of allyship in a way that you don't see a lot of uh, non... Well, actually, I can't even think really of any gay movies or TV shows that do this. Hmm. Let me know if you if you know of any. Because in having the relationship be reversed in this way, where the gay character actually has the power, that to me was interesting, refreshing, and makes me ask a lot of questions going forward. So, Midge accidentally outs Shy Baldwin and is thus kicked off the tour. Completely kicked off the tour. Now, if you ask me whose fault is this, it's Susie's. It's not Midge's fault. Well, it is Midge's fault and it's not Midge's fault. They had yet to sign the contract, which means they weren't bound to be on the rest of the tour and there wasn't an exit clause or anything like that that would make them have to be compensated. Now this is going to cause all kinds of problems for Midge going forward because she used her contract as collateral 
to get the new apartment. So we'll see how that's going to go on with Moish and everything in the next season. But it, Susie showed that she has problems as a manager. She doesn't know when to say no. And, well, she does to Midge, but she didn't. Anyway, that's a whole other topic, different episode. But she also isn't good with the money and gambled it away. Susie is having problems managing Midge. And this is one of those moments where, in her attempt to fix her other problems, she wasn't there. And I don't know if she could have stopped Midge from making this mistake. I do think Midge is going to see this as a, if you were only there, Susie, you could have stopped me. But Midge was riffing. And because it wasn't pre-rehearsed, and Susie didn't know that Shy Baldwin was gay. I don't think that there's anything that Susie could have done to prevent this from happening. But it's really interesting to see a story from this point of view, because not only did they deal interestingly with the nature of race throughout the season, with Shy and the various black artists that were on tour with him not being able to stay at the same hotels as the white artists, sometimes not even at the same hotels that they were performing at, because segregation was an evil and villainous thing that we still haven't atoned for in this country, and we still haven't made right. But this one idea that he's not allowed to be open and honest about who he is, and we see that, like, as soon as, as soon as the secret comes out, you understand why Shy Baldwin has had this tortured life that you can just see in him. The actor plays it off very well. It's not subtle. It's very clearly part of who the character is. He's had to hide his identity. He's had to hide who he is. And his manager has had to aid in this cover-up and in these lies. And as he says to Susie at one point, do things that he's not proud of, but things that needed to be done. I'm not sure what that means, and I'm really concerned about what that means, but I don't know that we're... I don't know. But to see this relationship where the queer character actually had the power in the relationship, and it was the heterosexual character who, through her own misunderstanding of the situation, violated the relationship. And it wasn't the other way around. Because a lot of times in stories, it's the other way around, and you find ways to blame the queer character, and I don't think they're going to do this. And I hope, I really hope, they bring Shy back next season. Because I think there's more to this that we can go into, and hopefully they will. They've done a lot of interesting things with the story. But seeing that twist in power dynamics, and understanding how important it is to be a good straight ally to your queer friends and understanding what those limits are. Understanding the necessity for safety, for secrecy sometimes. Because if the secret gets out, there could be a threat to the character. There could be a threat to your friend. And the basic compassion and equanimity that has to take place in that kind of a relationship it's rare to see played out like this, because the biggest problem here is that Midge 
couldn't put herself in Shy Baldwin's place. She has constantly demonstrated that the bubble that she grew up in, the bubble that she lived in prior to Joel, that's being shattered since they broke up, since their, the events that led to their first divorce and eventually their second, she is starting to see the world as it really is. The world that Susie grew up in, this, the world that Susie knows all too well. And a big part of that is that people born without privilege, especially people who not only are born without privilege, but are born disadvantaged, and sometimes doubly so, as in the case of Shy Baldwin, who has to deal with the racism of the period and the homophobia of the period. This is something that she just can't wrap her mind around. It's something that she can't understand. And I think that's true for a lot of heterosexual allies, because they've never had to live this life. They've never had to live where it's either dangerous to be known to be out or that it could be problematic. They don't understand that people can, to this day, still lose their jobs, lose their house, lose their medical care for being queer. We live in a country and a world, but I'm going to stick mostly to our country, the United States, where it's still legal to discriminate based on sexuality in the majority of states. People don't know that. And to see this get played out in a period piece, hopefully will make those people who are watching it not blame shy. That's my biggest fear with the storyline and why I kind of wanted to talk about it is it's not shy's fault. Shy, I understand how Shy feels hurt. She endangered everything that he has, his entire future and his life, his life and his livelihood over a joke that she didn't understand that she shouldn't say. And I don't blame Shy for what he did, though I kind of hope that there will be some kind of reconciliation because I really like their relationship, but we'll see what happens in season four. But it's so important to get that story out there, to see the nature of our relationships with our heterosexual allies, with our cis allies, and for them to understand that our lives are fundamentally different. And yeah, in most ways, they're the same. We have the same emotions, the same trials and tribulations, but we also have additional burdens put on us because we're queer. And Sometimes even well-intentioned people who believe that they're helping us, who believe that they're in a safe space, because that's the problem that she had. She was told that these people knew Shy, and so she presumed that they knew everything about him, because the idea that even in his own community, he would have to keep this part of himself secret never registered for her. It was never part of her world. It was never something that she even conceived as a possibility. And I hope that that starts ringing true for a lot more people. Our lives are the same, but they're different because people insist on hating us, hurting us, 
and doing despicable and terrible things, discriminating against us because of who we are. And hopefully this opens up people's eyes to the fact that a simple little joke can be so dangerous and so threatening. So the moral of the story is, Dave Chappelle, dude who wrote The Office, whose name I don't want to say, your helicopter jokes aren't funny. They hurt people and they risk people's lives. Get over it. Grow up and come up with some fresh material. Goodness. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, you can hit me up by going to the show notes and clicking the voice message button. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. And by clean, I mean no curse words. I try to keep a clean tag in the podcatchers. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. While you're there in those show notes, you'll also find links to the listener support and my Patreon. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon get stuff. Just as a dollar a month, if you can join the project, it would mean the world to me. It really helps to keep the lights on. Helps me pay the bills. Thank you so much to everybody who has become a part of the project. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like joining, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast or anything that I do, please do share it with them. That really helps out a lot, too. Yeah, I think that's it for today. I had a couple of rants I was afraid I was going to go on, and I didn't. And I'm very, very proud of myself for that, because well, I've done that too many times on this show already. Anywho, until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye. <laughs>